I don't think disco builds up your core strength. <laughs> that body is for disco. That's what it's for. It's for dancing. It is not for murdering. It's not for swinging an axe around. Welcome to the Final Girls podcast, where we cherish dance scenes and horror movies. I'm Anna Bogutska, co-founder of the Final Girls Collective and your podcast host. If you're new to the show, welcome. In real life, the Final Girls put in events and screenings and explore the intersections of horror film and feminism. We're doing our next event at London's Prince Charles Cinema on the 20th of October, where we will be screening a 35mm print of Scream and doing a live podcast recording afterwards. On the show, though, we take a horror trope, rip it apart, rummage around in its thematic entrails and figure out what works, what doesn't hold up and what it says about the wider horror culture, which is a very pretentious way of saying that basically we talk about horror movies in depth. In this fourth series of the podcast, we are talking all about teen horror, how it's evolved and why teenagers make for such compelling protagonists in horror movies. We've covered the OG Sasha films in our first handful of episodes and we're now going deep into the 80s and we'll be going and looking at teen horror all throughout the ages until we get to the most recent ones next year. Quick reminder, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Final Goes UK for updates, announcements, and a lot of horror memes. We also have a Patreon where you can support our work should you choose to and get occasional bonus episodes. And today, after four episodes looking at the granddaddies of horror's biggest slasher franchises, we're doing a first double bill in the series with Canadian disco slasher Prom Night starring the one, the only, Jamie Lee Curtis, paired with an early spoof film of the genre, Student Bodies. If you're new to the show and have never seen these films before, you might want to see Prom Night because we do spoil everything about the film from the very beginning. And if the term disco slasher doesn't entice you, all I can say is that it's got a full three minute disco dance sequence just before the killing really gets going. Joining me is the brilliant and hilarious actor and writer Isaura Barbie-Brown, whose monthly column for her website you should absolutely check out. It's called Bloody Perfect, and she looks at a perfect scene from horror movies. Her latest one is about Pan's Labyrinth, and you should check it out all on her website. And with all of that said, please enjoy our take on Prom Night and Student Bodies. I don't even know how to start this one. It's like, <laughs> welcome to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how have you been? We are going from opening the season with you, Isora, to talking about two very strange sort of minor prom night themed horror movies. <laughs> that is called range. And uh, that Indeed. is just... If Final Girls are going to give you something, it's rain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're covering everything. Uh, <laughs> Truly, madam. <laughs> 
So I think we can we can't really beat around the bush with these two films. No. <laughs> let's begin with let's go in chronological order. And mm. let's begin with Prom Night from 1980. Had you seen this film before? I weirdly have not. I oh. don't know how I missed it. Like, I mean, it's just your classic slasher. Got Jamie Lee Curtis in there, mm-hmm. but I just never seen it. Um, yeah, so I was really glad that I watched this because I was like, oh, this is like adding to my little list in my head of like good classic horror films. <laughs> so for anyone who's not seen or heard of Prom Night before, um, I might be listening to this. Uh, hello. <laughs> I appreciate your choices. How would you summarize this film? So um, it's about these group of friends uh, when they're, it's, it's one of those, like it's a revenge, it's a revenge tale. A uh, group of friends when they're younger, like um, playing a game that's <laughs> a terrifying game <laughs> in an abandoned house where a girl ends up dying. And then um, when they're all a lot older, someone is picking them off one by one all the friends that were there and didn't tell anyone what happened so it's like a classic slasher lots of like pov from the killer um lots of like slashing and stabbing and it all and it all happens all the all the murders happen on prom night i think most of them if not all of them and um jamie lee curtis is there (laughs) with like very feathered hair um (laughs) it's great if you like disco this is also a film for you. A uh, huge amount of disco. There's like a literal dance bit in it. Uh, Man, <laughs> like- <laughs> we will. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. We will discuss the the disco scene. Yeah. <laughs> so there's some like great outfits. There's some. Um, there's you know all your classic stuff of like teens in high school who um you know the boys just want to sleep with all the girls and the girls are just like oh, oh, oh no but maybe um <laughs> and, like that's the whole vibe and there's like one girl who's like i'm a virgin and like it's just all those tropes all like hanging around out there um and all the teens are like they're about 40 because it's like it's, it's like the 80s but i mean it's earlier it's like 1980s so it's still really the 70s so everyone looks like they're actually like your parent um because they all have like they all dress like your mum and they all have like really big feathered hair um but it's really fun and really good lots of like running scenes lots of chasing and hiding and all that stuff and even there's boobs of course you know yeah all the things you want <laughs> from that kind of film so you hadn't seen this film before i'm very curious no. did you like it I actually did. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I really liked it. I was like, this is, um, even though I hadn't seen it before, it's one of those films I was like, well, I feel like I know, I know I've seen it before. Yeah. I like vaguely know, you f- like you feel like you're in safe hands. You're like, I know where this is going to go. Um, so yeah, it was, um, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed lots of things about it. <laughs> just lots of weird moments. Like I love that the killer's like really like narrow hipped in his little outfit. Um, and I'm just like... <laughs> I love the fact that his um, balaclava has sort of glitter on it. Yeah. And his shoes have little heels. Yes. And- <laughs> it's a disco slasher. It's a yeah. fucking disco slasher from start <laughs> to finish. I yeah. love this film. Absolutely yeah. love it. Every time I rewatch it, I'm like, what? This film is great. This film yeah. is so much better than the last time I saw it. I know. I was like, you picked this outfit to murder the people, like your little heels on and your little glitter balaclava. It's like really fun. Like, yeah, I loved it. Um, 
and just yeah everything about it is just like I don't know I just like I love the outfits I love like little backstories of mm-hmm. like the jealousy between the girls and all this stuff and like them with their boyfriends and yeah just like the whole thing really even happy. though all the teenagers look about 40 like you said yeah except jamie lee who is a goddess um yeah. and looks amazing with her feathered mullet in this yeah i think she looks <laughs> arguably the best she's ever looked in this yeah film. and like aside from that they all really behave like teenagers they're kind of all sort of vulnerable they're catty mm. they're insecure i get so that part feels very very natural to me like the way they talk amongst themselves and what worries them and all of that that does feel extremely high school yeah the way especially like the relationship between the girls Mm. who are friends like I love their conversation anytime they were like hanging out together it was really fun it did it feels like I don't know like all the high school movies we know now it's like this is really like well done of like just watching girls hang out and actually how girl friendships work and like the kind of comments they make about other girls and stuff like that and Mm. also what's in keeping with it is that a lot of the (laughs) the jealousy or like infighting is like over incredibly average men like they're like we're both incredibly hot women and there's this one guy who's very basic who we both very much fancy (laughs) it's like oh that regular guy over there who looks like every other guy that guy and they're like, they literally spend the whole movie like trying to be with him. And I'm like, over oh, this, this one guy. Okay. Um, and then even the girl who ends up like going to prom with a guy who literally just drives his van up to her on the street. And it's like, hey, do you want to ride to school? And then she like, is going to prom with him. And then they're like together. And I was like, this guy, this like little guy in his van, his glasses is like, yeah, just, just pulling all the women. Got slick. a van. Yeah. Just very slick. But yeah. No, I just his actual that- nickname in the film is Slick. Is he called Slick? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I just love it. There's this weird moment as well where he goes to shake hands with Nick, who is the guy that Jamie Lee Curtis is, it's Jamie Lee's boyfriend in the film, and the yeah. guy who Wendy, the other girl, is like obsessed over getting back. Yeah. And they shake hands, and Nick just looks at his hand like, oh, it's kind of wet. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, slick. Wow. Like, yeah, and then you're just like, I was like, anyone, apparently, in this era, disco era, anyone could get it. Like, you could look any old how, and everyone was like, yeah, you're fine, you're like a hot guy. Like, the standards for, like, what guys were, like, I don't know, were hot, was like, I don't know, different. And I was like, you know what, what an inclusive time for just your regular guy. How nice for them. Um, But yeah, I just love, also, like, the thing of, you know, when guys in, like, or teenage guys where... There's a bit where Wendy like kisses Nick in front of Jamie Lee, mm-hmm. and Nick's just a bit like, he, like she happens. Jamie Lee happens to walk past as it happens, mm-hmm. and Nick's like, "Oh, Kim, like, oh man," and I'm just like, "Why are you always in a position just to be like kind of harassed by this girl and never doing anything about it until like Kim walks past and you're like, oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm clearly not trying to get back with Wendy. It's just that she's like, just, I don't know, she's had a tongue in my mouth for like a hot minute. Like just doing the least to like separate himself <laughs> from the other girl for his new girlfriend. Just very confusing. It reminds me of um in Carrie mm-hmm. when like uh he takes Carrie to prom and they like kiss. I'm like, was well, this just a thing where you're like, well, we're on a date, so we're going to make out. And even though I have a girlfriend, we all know that's fine. I don't know what the rules were. <laughs> I don't get it. Listen, it's the 70s, as you said. <laughs> 
times were different. Like, can you just like make out with people and it'd be fine? But can but, yeah. we can we talk a little about Kim, who's um Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis's character? Like she's the she is the coolest in this film. She's very cool. I really like the fact that she's both the final girl and also the prom queen. And yeah. generally just like a good vibe. Yeah. She's kind of cool. She's unassuming. She, I love the description of her. Okay, so this is a Canadian film, right? We should mention it's a Canadian slasher. So it's kind of in that weird space where some of the traditions and the things are different because it's obviously set in Canada. Right. All of the cast except Jamie Lee are Canadian. But it's kind of doing that thing where things are very similar to the American way as well. So it kind of lives yeah. in that kind of weird global in between which we're now very used to but it still does that thing so if something seem off it's because it's canadian <laughs> that's what it is <laughs> oh canada that's uh, why that like, she's prom queen and they, i was like why are they having like a rehearsal for prom exactly. queen how do they know already and that's why canadians yeah. and also the, um, the like the very dramatic um crowns as well which are very different from the american yeah. prom queen <laughs> King crowns, I absolutely love them. They're so over the top. They're like royal, like the royal jewel crowns. Like, um, she got like a bouquet, bouquet flowers. Like, yeah. I was like, what is this? It's like a very big deal, apparently. But at that oh, at that God. moment, they like rehearse um, and they say what Nick and Kim do. And Kim is like, you know, an all star athlete. Like she does all of these things. She does all of these things. It's like, okay, so she's like sporty. She's popular. She's yeah. smart. She's nice to her to her brother she's nice to her friends like there's kind of like nothing really wrong with her she just seems like a cool chill person in high school yeah she's just incredibly popular everyone likes her but in that way that's like not a mean girl like popular. Mm -hmm. like she's popular because she's nice to everybody um and everyone likes her like yeah. that's just why she's popular and the same with her boyfriend very average um nick <laughs> average nick. <laughs> yeah is <laughs> he's just a nice guy he's just a normal nice guy who just all the girls are crazy for um yeah and it's like it's quite a nice thing that's like oh they're just regular high school kids hmm. they don't play into any apart from like one of their friends is like she's a virgin um that's the only like real big trope <laughs> yeah where it's like this one is like very weird about having sex isn't that funny um but i did i did really like the the conversation that kim has with her where she's so like this is 1980 okay and kim is yeah. basically telling her it's like why are you gonna quote unquote let him have sex with you like you yeah. choose whether you want to fuck your teenage boyfriend or not if he's pressuring you like don't feel like you should be doing it just for him and and then yeah. at the end when they do have that sex scene um that girl wendy is like no i, I don't wanna i don't wanna and he's such a dick about it but she doesn't she yeah. doesn't um bend to him good for her although she does still get killed but you know good for her she does still get killed but yeah she doesn't bend to it but her other friend who's with slick is just like it's just a t like getting a shot <laughs> don't worry about yeah. it and i'm just like what do you mean <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it is like, and he's awful about it. And it's mm. that thing, he tries to push her head down, which is like yeah, no. horrendous. But um, yeah, that is like, I just, the fact that it even gets talked about is like a weird, and then she's one of the few girls you also get to see like the boobs of in a way mm -hmm. that's like, and I'm like, this is really weird that you've made her this girl, but then also been like, don't worry guys, you still get to see her chest. Um, but yeah, they're, basically just a regular group of friends who are nice to each other 
who were just excited about going to prom, Mm -hmm. who, I don't know, it's just, it's all set up quite nicely. You don't have to, there's not like a huge amount to like even follow. Mm -hmm. It starts off with like the backstory and then they're just kids at school together and you get to know their like, you know, politics of like who's friends with who and whatever, but there's not a huge amount to follow. Um, um, And it's quite fun. And it ticks along at quite a nice pace where suddenly all the stuff starts happening. You're like, ooh, this is... Yeah. And it does have like a lot of those slasher tropes that were becoming tropes around this time. So even from Black Christmas, it's got the the dirty phone calls. Mm. Um, yeah. And then obviously, it's got the, the final girl, it's got all the kind of high school politics, it's got the prom like from Carrie, it's even got Jamie Lee from Halloween, mm. which had been just released like two years before this. And, and the film only got made because Jamie Lee got cast so they were having trouble with funding with funding it until she got she approached them and she wanted to do the role and she she got cast and then it was kind of a lot easier because of the success of halloween and but the the filmmaking part of it like i'm constantly surprised at kind of how inventive it is Mm. like it's the the editing and and some of the shots the way that some of the kind of the horror shots are are done I thought were quite interesting. Like even the way that the the first beginning scene with the kids is filmed, that's fucking scary. Yeah. And like in a way that kids are always scary, but kids who are getting up to kind of weird bullying business are particularly yeah. always just strike me oddly where it's like fucking hell, kids are savage, aren't they? Yeah. And then the whole stuff with the phone and the way they sometimes like, you know, when they shoot um the the teenagers now kind of um older and then they flash back really quickly to the kids that they were all of the setup and the way that the all of the plot is kind of presented visually instead of through clunky exposition i thought was actually very good yeah you're right actually they never go oh remember when we were kids and like it's not like they all have a dark secret like Mm. no it's like no one's even thinking about it anymore like the fact that they were there when this girl died um and so, the, yeah, you're right. They don't talk about how they know each other or how that relates to, like, whatever in the past or whatever. It's all done. No, you know who they are. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really... And even the deaths, like, which I always love. Like, I have been in time where I'm just like, I always love, like, more practical. It's like, well, you can't... If you can't show something actually going to skin, there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the deaths feel very, like, still very visceral and real without them having to, like, show a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, the the girl, the the virgin girl, where she gets killed, it's like a close up of her eyes, and it's mm-hmm. actually really well done. Yes, like of him, like he's slitting her throat, but you can't see her throat; you just see her eyes, mm-hmm. and her eyes are like, just going like. And it's like this is really, I don't know, I it just worked incredibly well, and then mm-hmm. seeing her like body afterwards, um, so I really love that about it, and even the the big the biggest chase scene. With, with uh she's Wendy right she's yeah. running and uh she's trying to hide in all these places and I don't know why I never get one of the things from American prom films and this Canadian prom film mm-hmm. is like why do you chain the children in the school like that's what, <laughs> there's always like a thing where like there's a chain on the door I'm like why are they chained in why are none of the exits open surely this is like not safe I, it's always it's something that comes up quite regularly in those kinds of films I'm just like why are there chains 
on the door on when it's a night you know the kids are in the school but anyway so she can't get out and that's a really good chasing mm-hmm. and all that and like the bit when she finally actually gets hurt you're like oh my god like it's actually because she's been running for so long and mm-hmm. she she does an amazing performance of like being that scared like just as scared as she would be and how it escalates and how she actually can't get away she's running out of places to hide mm-hmm. so when he finally gets you're just like oh man this is like and it's just the sound of it you don't see you just hear the sound of him like swinging an axe mm. and like, um, so it's done incredibly well. Like, yeah, you're right. It's, it's really effective. Um, the shots and yeah, they don't, there's not too much. And even the bit, there's a really lovely scene with Jamie Lee Curtis. So it's Jamie Lee Curtis sister that dies, right? It's her yes, young, Robin. young or older sister or sis, like sister who's, I don't know how old she was, but like <laughs> their sister. And um, there's a really lovely scene with her mum because the parents aren't in it a huge amount, mm-hmm. but there's a bit with the mum where she she's getting Jamie Leeds getting ready for prom, mm-hmm. and um, her mum comes in and is like, "Oh, do you know my dark lipstick?" And it's like a, a nothing conversation, but her mum's obviously like distracted and like you can like you can sense that her mum's never come back from it, and Jamie Leeds is a bit like kind of at a loss mm. as to how to like really deal with her mother, and it's like really lovely because again, it's not like she doesn't bring up the sister, she doesn't like it's not overt it's just like oh here's this like nothing conversation which is actually really just shows the relationship they have now and shows that her mum has never it's a bit distracted never really recovered never really like it's never been happy since then Mm -hmm. like and it's I don't know it's really lovely Leslie Nielsen who plays their dad is such a weird (laughs) I kept waiting for him to say something funny yeah I I, you know sometimes you get like this selective amnesia about some films like oh I forgot you were in this I always get this about Leslie Nielsen in this film so even though I've seen this film maybe like three four times in my life when I rewatched it for this I was again surprised by Leslie Nielsen. I was like, what? What is he doing here? I don't think I've ever seen him in like a serious role ever in my life. So this was actually like his last serious role because he was like a serious, he was again, Canadian, also did not know that. Why did I not know that? And he, he'd mostly been doing kind of like, he was a, a fairly well-known actor, but he wasn't known as, you know, the the naked gun actor yet. <laughs> But I was just like, oh, this is, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> why, are you, why are you a dad? You're like a funny. Also, he literally has always been the same age. Like, I don't understand him at all. Yes. It's like Steve He's, Martin. They've always yeah. been the same age. You've just always been that age. But yeah, it was just really funny. I was like, is he going to say something funny? Nope. Just a regular guy in this one. Um, I do love the fact that um, they they do kind of have a motive like there are something yeah. happens and there's this kind of plot or you know to keep quiet amongst the kids which is basically let's just say it, it's basically the same plot from i know what you did last summer mm. um so you know let's pay some respects to prom night but there's <laughs> there's also this thing of like you know the killer is obviously um alex and he just also never let it go and it kind of makes sense like it's a fairly understandable motive Mm. it's like i'm i'm really traumatized by seeing my my kid sister die in front of me no the kids that were responsible never got their comeuppance i'm gonna give them their comeuppance fuck them um they deserve it and and i kind of love that like it's not it's not too much to understand but it makes sense and they kind of gave like it's a fairly you know closed bookended story it's like here's the the motivate here's the motive here's the killer killer dies the end yeah and it's um 
even he's like <laughs> considering he has this plan and he's just like fully murdering people like in the last you know 20 minutes of the film mm-hmm. each <laughs> he plays it very cool the yeah. rest it's like you do not get it like he is like i don't know he's handling this very well he's like just gonna murder some people it's gonna go really well not worried about it um he's got his to-do list he's got his to-do list same as bellatrix and kill bill he is yeah. you know uh, crossing people off the list he gets very annoyed when someone doesn't pick up the phone i think it's nick yeah. who doesn't pick up the phone and he's like fuck For i can't Christ take sakes. this yeah. off yeah <laughs> yeah he does oh my god yeah just like called and harassed that person tick um but that's what i mean it's like the rest of the time he's just being very normal and i'm just like but in your spare time this is what you're doing i also like he doesn't really have seem to have a problem with like the fact that his sister is dating one of the people he's like about to murder he's like yeah yeah that's fine you have your fun now kim because he'll be dead um very soon uh and even like and there's like weird things that like, you know you're definitely the 70s where that guy who literally looks like early man who is like the bully <laughs> oh <my> God, yes, <laughs> like with his mono brow like just really big hefty guy <laughs> he does <laughs> he is not evolved um <laughs> he got left behind oh um God, he's like just harassing (laughs) (laughs) and his job is just to harass women and like people in general and there's a bit where he's like literally sexually harassing jamie lee curtis Mm -hmm. and then her her brother steps in and then they go to the principal's office and then um the the neanderthal guy is like um oh he started it and the dad's like is that true and i'm like wait are we gonna skip past the fact that he was harassing a girl not <laughs> just like a girl but the principal's daughter daughter and then he's just like oh you just started it's like yes for a reason he was like defending <laughs> and like a girl he was literally sexually harassing but okay but yeah he's just um He's just like a big, I don't know, big lunk. Just, I don't even know what his end goal is. He's like, I will stand next to Jamie Lee Curtis at some point. That's my ultimate goal. I will fight my way into being promkin and then somehow force Jamie Lee Curtis to be in a relationship with me. Is like, kind of seems to be what his goal is. <laughs> I don't really know. Listen, I think his goal is to be beheaded because he does get the <laughs> the most graphic death scene of all in the entire film. And then his head is just like on the prom um like walkway yeah walkway yeah. is that the word for it like yeah. Cat- on the walk, <laughs> promenade i don't know on the prom oh, promenade, promenade. <laughs> wait I'm... a second wait a second promenade <laughs> that makes sense okay okay we're back so he's on the promenade um that's actually like that was a great scene where he gets beheaded like from behind by alex that like, is a great scene yeah. you know alex really wanted to fuck him up after that scene yeah. in the cafeteria even though, even yeah. though actually, well, actually that doesn't make sense because Alex thought it was Nick um, and then it yeah. turns out to be Lou, but still. It's just a win-win, you know, yeah. he's just like, oh, okay, well, I didn't mean it to be you, but I guess, you know, do. <laughs> why not? <laughs> and it is, you know, you're like, I think like a lot of their money went into that specific, yes. that specific graphic scene. I'm like, this is their best like shot and they've done it really well. Again, it's obviously mm-hmm. his real head, like. They mm-hmm. must have done it where his head was like poking through. Like, yes, they did. Yeah. It, it looks really good. I'm like, yes. this is really well done, actually. It's um, so good. And yeah. And weirdly, like, 
weirdly, because before recording, we were talking about kind of how Hollywood films have no problem with violence, but have a lot of problems with sex on screen. And again, yeah. this is Canadian, so slightly different. But this, um, they had to add some violence into this film because it was too not graphic oh. enough to get a I think it was like a, a PG-13 rating or the equivalent of a PG-13 and they were like well we can't have like a PG slasher film no one's gonna come see it because it's not gonna be violent enough and I think the ah. the head scene is the one that they kind of um added like added in or it, like made more graphic scene. that was a fantastic addition um because it really that's like the death you really remember mm-hmm. um it's such a good one um and then after that it just kind of that's like at the end and you don't really expect it so that's kind of like the big it like you said it just kind of goes from like beat to beat where it's like um oh he starts killing people he's pretty successful at killing people actually and then the the head comes off and then you're kind of in the end bits of it that's Mm -hmm. it it's not like oh and then there's going to be like another chase scene or a big explanation scene it's like no like he tries to kill nick um, Jamie Lee Curtis does a terrible job of fighting him off for the most part. I'm like, hit him with something for Christ's sakes, Jamie. Like, she kind of like keeps trying to grab him. I'm like, no, just like actually hit him. And then she that she recognizes him. Yes. And then that's kind of it. Like, he, yeah, she hits, he dies she does in her eventually hit. Yeah. And then the film ends and you're like, oh, this is really, we just got the full thing. Like, there's no like caveat. There's no like oh, big explanation needed, no. And considering Jamie Lee Curtis is the final girl, there actually isn't, she doesn't have the big chase scene. No. Like she doesn't have the big running and hiding and like trying to talk reason to her brother who's like, there's none of it. No, Wendy Um, gets all of that. Yeah. And I love that she recognizes it like by his eyes. Yes. I mean, they're they're twins in the film. Like, Ah. yeah. So they, it isn't like, clearly explained in the actual dialogue but you just get the fact that they're you know sister and brother but they're fraternal twins which makes makes that weird on the cliff i love you scene make a bit more sense because that was a little bit off i was like yeah they're like they had their weird flirty like incest like the, yeah. it was like really weird <laughs> when she's like weird. getting ready and he's just like um um stop looking like i don't know what he said but he's like i'm your brother i'm leering at you and i was like oh what (laughs) what's going on here what's happening (laughs) but can we please talk about the disco scene the disco scene (laughs) so there's a bit where before prom Mm -hmm. jamie lee's like there's a they're setting up the dance floor like where they're all like still the day of like when they're at school and jamie lee curse is like practicing her like little disco moves mm-hmm. and wendy's like are you practicing and jamie lee's like i am actually yeah. and i'm like i'm okay so she's just you know she wants to get her like dancing on point but little did i know mm-hmm. that there's actually an entire routine and it's quite a long routine mm-hmm. it's really unexpected like couple of minutes <laughs> in this film which is just like a really well done disco routine yes <laughs> like i'm really into it i was like this is great um i really love that there's a whole thing here i love that scene so much i think that scene and the gifts from that scene is what took me to um watching prom night <laughs> for the first time what did you make of the random like extended two and a half minute disco dance sequence in this canadian slasher I mean, film <laughs> i was not prepared i was watching it like oh so, and then they, they do and it's also like their big like prom king and queen dance right mm-hmm. which would usually be a slow dance in any other film but this one was like no disco routine and um i was like oh it started and i was like okay cool 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 
And it just kept going. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then all the angles you're getting, I was like, they must have done this like several times. <laughs> several, several times because you were getting close up you're getting like wide shots i'm like they've done this a few times like this mm-hmm. is they put a lot of time into the scene for some reason they're like disco is a very important part of the story actually and i was like you know what maybe that's why nick's so popular because he has learned this routine and he's doing a good job he's not embarrassing her uh- <laughs> he's do- he's doing a serviceable job but he's not the star like jamie yeah. lee has no, he- all the fucking moves in this in this all scene all the moves she just legs and like a floaty outfit and a disco queen. But that's what I mean. I'm like, he's fully supporting her in her disco dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like the moment. <laughs> this is the moment at prom. So like, I feel like this is a scene where usually it would be like the big, like Carrie being crowned prom queen. Mm-hmm. It will be that scene. But because we don't, it's not the same in this, but we don't have that moment. This is like that moment of like, this is the peak of everything. Yes. It was like everything you want your teen prom to be, this was it. And it's just a disco scene. Yes. For some reason. And then they have like, also like cuts of like, when everyone else starts dancing, there's like all these cuts of people like actually dancing. <laughs> and I'm like, I just love it. They were just like, we're going to do disco justice. And um, it's also a thing. Like I've, I was listening to, I think a podcast about disco. <laughs> Because Disco Demolition Night? Yes, I was. Yes, yes. that's what it was. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. no, you're wrong about. And about how people would actually, like, you know, you'd be, you'd come, like, ready. You, mm-hmm. It's not something you just, like, casually dance along to. You would have your moves in the bag. Yes. Like, you knew your, your, what you were coming to do if there was disco being played anywhere. So, I'm like, I love that this is, like, they've really encapsulated that in this era of, like, when it is. Of, like, yeah, you came ready. All the and not just the women, the men were came prepared and ready to show off their moves. Absolutely, like, that's how they were ca- get, getting girls. That's how they. That's what they were doing. And I was like, yeah, that's it's really evident. <laughs> this Listen, scene is all there. This is uh, dance horror at its peak. This is disco slashers. It's I want this film yeah. and oh, this yeah. sequence to be remembered more than set da- than Saturday Night Fever because fuck that film. Um, and exactly. You'll understand why I say fuck that film if you actually like research the very intense weird history of that film. And it's, yes, it yes. is not based on a good article, and no, it is fucked no. up in so many different ways. Yeah, but oh my god, this film. Oh my yeah. god, the scene. I just, I love, I love actually that. Okay, so like dance sequences, especially ones with like multiple people, are always tend to fall quite flat. I think they yeah. always tend to be kind of clunky, and I guess it has a lot to do with how difficult they are to to shoot and to make seem natural. Yeah, but here they all really seem to be getting into it. Like it genuinely feels like a a sort of weird prom night where yes, p- some people were awkward dancers and some really got there in like with their moves. Like they had been rehearsing for months, just like Jamie Lee Curtis's yeah. character. But even like Mr. Bully Guy, like Mr. Early Man, mm. he's there like throwing shapes. He's not even like yeah, I'm gonna two step in the corner. He's got his arms up like yeah, fucking getting it love dancing love disco and i'm like i love this that everyone's really there to like show out no one is there to be cool or like as in like to be cool in the sense of like i'm gonna stand to the edge and then like dance is not really for me and i think the reason it's harder in prom films that come later is like there isn't yet yeah, a dance routine would be a really weird thing to happen in a dance situation now whereas when it's disco it's not weird at all and also 
we know now that teenagers are just more awkward. Dancers in, in the same way, incorporated in that way that everyone just does it and like mm. has a way of doing it because it's like one type of music that everyone's dancing to. So it's always a bit clunky when it happens now. Um, looking at Riverdale, like which is clunky every time um, they've tried to do it. But like even films like She's All That, or which I know they're not horror, but like they throw a dance routine in and you're just like, this is weird. Why is this happening? Um, whereas in this film, because of the time it's set, it just makes it, it, it looks like it's one of the few times a prom scene happens where you're like, this looks like an actual fun prom because everyone is there like to have a really good time. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to dance. Everyone's dancing to every song. Everyone's there and like, actually trying to show up their best outfits their best moves and then some beheading like ruins it actually um and then a little murder gets in the way and it also makes sense in the sense of like why no one notices that anyone's missing for a really long time because everyone's on the dance floor no one has time to notice that anyone's not there um and it just kind of feels like oh he's ruined the prom though like, that's what he's actually done. He's ruined this really fun prom. And even them getting outside, you think there's going to be a part like in Carrie where there's like a kind of a stampede. And there is to get out once the head's on the promenade. Mm-hmm. But actually, everyone just kind of, it's very Canadian. Now I'm thinking, like, there's lots of science. Everyone just gets out quite safely. I love it. <laughs> like, they all just proceed, like, quite sensibly to the door and, like, get outside calmly. <laughs> like, oh. Fucking love it. Also, can we just say that... um you know the scene when Kim and, and Nick are dancing and there's mm. a couple of POV shots of them like holding hands and spinning each other around? Yes. Titanic stole that shot from Prom Night. Right. Let's just let's just put that on the fucking record. Prom Night <laughs> did yes. that shot first. Prom Night did it's it first, better. guys. And it was to disco. So, so it's better. So let's just... Every shot that's ever done that afterwards... Prom mm-hmm. Night did it first. Yes. Um, And they did it with a full great dance routine as well like like a full disco routine which i mean who doesn't want that who doesn't want that in their film and oh with jamie lee curtis oh my god it's so good it's so good it's It's so so brilliant and also we've talked a lot about kind of a lot of the characters including mr early man but we haven't really talked about um the killer alex what did you make of him he's it's weird because he doesn't really have a character before you realize he's a killer yeah (laughs) he's just kind of like around sometimes he's around like to fight with early man he's around to flirt with his sister and then like and then (laughs) and then he's just not he's not really a full person until Mm -hmm. you're like oh look at you had some edge there but i just still love it it does tell you a lot that he picked that outfit to uh (laughs) to be murdering it i just can't get over it he literally looks like he's just it's like isn't the fact that it's like an outfit if you know what i mean like i'm like he's put like a very specific belt on i don't know it's like it's weird (laughs) i'm like why did you do this um it fits with the aesthetic of the era he's got his little dancing like heels on because those heels are the sort that you know, John Travolta also wears in um, a Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. They look great. It's kind of like properly cut straight black jeans. He's got a very specific yeah. belt on. He's got the black turtleneck. He's got the glittery balaclava. I fucking love his outfit. 
It's great. It's just so specific. And I, I was just like, I just love that you were like, like, I love the idea of him, Jamie Lee's. He's like, Jamie, she's ready for prom. She's just going to prom with her boyfriend who I'm going to murder. Um, just before he's like definitely going to ruin her night as well which is like the funniest thing he's like oh you look amazing have a good night prom I'm going to kill your boyfriend and ruin everything like ruin your life <laughs> for the foreseeable future but have a good time before that um, I won't do it before your disco routine and I love the idea that after he like flirts with her he goes back to his and lays out his little murder outfit lays out his little like turtleneck and his little belt and his little like tight pants and his little heels he's like oh, I'm ready for prom too off I go and then he doesn't he doesn't how does he get there he doesn't I don't know I have so many questions about his prep before that he doesn't even go with one weapon so this is the other this is the other thing this is the other thing he's not like okay I've got my big knife I'm gonna murder with this basically I'm gonna use this for the most part to murder um, he's like, what's around? What's got my outfit? Didn't think about a weapon. What's lying around? What's there? And I'm just like, why didn't you? How long have you been planning this for? Why haven't you fully thought this? Like, thought this through? It's so funny. So this is um, what I love about Alex is that I can fully imagine him doing the laying out the outfit on his bed as yeah. he prepares. But what I also love is the fact that he probably has a specific murder notebook where he's planning all these murders because you know his to do list of like people yeah. to harass when he's doing the phone calls. Then there's another scene where he's literally cutting out their images, their pictures from the from the yearbook. And then right. we get shots of everyone sort of finding their own yearbook picture in their locker, which is a very weird kind of polite way of harassing someone. Right, with like, a bit of like glass attached, which is obviously from that. And you're like, yeah. would they know what this means? I don't think they will. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that because it's so arts and crafts. I love the fact, I imagine that he has a sort of a notebook where he's just, you know, scribbling off and sort of doing kind of beautiful but messed up portraits of all the people that he really wants to kill and like thinking about it and designing it. But he forgets, he yeah. forgets about the murder weapon. Just see the weapon. He's all he's about all, the aesthetic he of like is all being about a murderer. The aesthetic. But not, because even his list is like, can you not remember their names? I think you can. You go to school with... Did you need to write their names down Listen, before you called Alex them? Alex is a doer. A to-do <laughs> list gives him a certain type of satisfaction that I can completely relate to. Where it's like, you know what? I just want to see the list of things that I need to do. And I want to cross them off. And crossing them off is an accomplishment in and of itself. I respect that. <laughs> but I'm just like... <laughs> you know all of them. You know, I'm like... And it's like completely innocuous that Nick does not. He's like so annoyed. It's like, does this really make a difference to your plan? No, like, but he's annoyed because he hasn't managed to cross off the task. And that's annoying. <laughs> I completely understand his motivation for that. He's like, so he's worked in. He's even figured out. He's like, what shall I say when I murder the everybody? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'll oh, know. I'll do this voice. I'll be like, now. It's now. And it's now. It's like, so you figured that out. But then again, was like, what am I going to murder these people with? I should probably have like a signature weapon that like goes with my outfit. And it's like, no, he figured out what he was going to say. Um, he didn't even make it incredibly obvious what the reason was. <laughs> like, he wasn't even like, this is for like my sister. He's just like, now. Oh, none of them <laughs> figure out what the fuck is going on. When they start getting their phone calls, none of them actually 
tied two and two it together. It was just a bit like, okay. Like, <laughs> anyway. the girls the girls obviously think they're just being harassed by some sex creep. And because, you yeah. know, it's just very much established. And it is well known that that is a daily occurrence in every single woman's life. But yeah. Nick doesn't even pick up the phone, which, by the way, has one of my favorite lines of the film where his dad says, like, for... Um, for for a man who's so fast on the disco floor, you're so slow walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... I'm like, what is happening here? Like, he's really unsuccessfully... If Jamie Lee Curtis didn't recognise him, he actually just murdered everyone and got away with it. It's like, no one would know why they got... I'm not sure anyone would even tie it together. It would just be like, yeah, just these random kids got killed for, like this one night and no one knows why. It's so funny that he did so much planning and that actually <laughs> the execution was just like so not, not the best. I think Alex has some trouble communicating. For sure, for um, sure. So perhaps like let's put it at that he's got trouble communicating and um his intentions he's a bit too creative with how yeah. he chooses to tell the people that he's about to murder that he's gonna murder them because none of them get it no. none of them get like, what's happening more straightforward my love you need to yeah. be more direct <laughs> and even the end bit was trying desperately to kill nick again he's like sister's right there it's like you, uh, I feel like you're not paying attention. Like you're like my sister was killed by these kids. Like yeah, but you're in the process of ruining your other sister, your twin sister's life. Mm. Um, and even then, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> There's just a really funny part in that bit where Nick's been like knocked out by not even anything to do with like uh, the the killer, but because early man has got his friends to knock out Nick so he can walk on as prom king. And I don't mm-hmm. to what effect I don't know to what <laughs> to what end I don't know. Again, uh, a very polite prank. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's ways you can tell that this film is Canadian because like in Carrie, they were gonna cover a girl in pig blood and humiliate right. her in front of everyone, which is what they did. But here, there's like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna knock out the prom king and like walk the promenade myself. I and then immediately be told off for it and yeah. like and that will be it it's like i don't really understand what the goal is here but sure um and then when they're trying to get out so jamie goes jamie lee goes back and finds him and like they're trying to get out and he's like dragging his ankle i'm like nick what is wrong with your ankle like what happened to your ankle so it's a really confusing part where i'm just like oh he's like dr- like it's broken and then like a, f- a minute later he's walking on it and i'm like what was what what happened there? Like what's going on? That whole end of fight scene is just really funny to me. The fact that like Jamie Lee picks up a chair and then kind of just like really throws it and doesn't go anywhere near him. Um and then suddenly he's been so accurate with his axe, like up until then. <laughs> but suddenly he can't swing the axe to kill Nick in any sensible fashion. And there's like a bunch of chairs around, and Jamie Lee just trying to like grab him off the back of like off off of Nick's like, and I'm just like, this is a really funny sequence. All the teachers have left. I love the teacher. Like, there's a head on the stage. We're out. <laughs> yes, there are, ki- there are students still in there, probably fighting for their lives, but they are not our responsibility anymore. So no adults come back in. They're just like, I don't know what's happening in there, but hopefully everyone's fine. <laughs> Again, relatable. Yeah, Makes sense. There's a guy with a, a gun literally outside just waiting for the killer to come out. It's like, you don't want to go back in with your gun and see if the, you could help in any way? No? Don't nope. Wanna... Nope. <laughs> and I love it. I love that it's just like this really weird fight scene. And then she finally like clocks him in the head and she's like, oh no. And then that's it. <laughs> and you're like, oh. I 
am di- I am dying. I love this film. I want it's more great. people to watch this film. I think it's such an underappreciated little slasher. I mean, it made a ton of money. It made yeah. a ton of money when it came out. Um, but I don't think it gets the same love as like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth do no. when they, or even Black Christmas, really, which is a which is a cult classic in so many ways. I can see why it would get buried in like mm. in like those other films, which feel this doesn't feel as timeless in a way. If you see what I mean, like obviously the other ones are really obviously set in. A- specific time but because of all the disco this i'm is like, sorry this is very specific excuse you <laughs> this does not feel timeless how dare to, you madam to disco connoisseurs sure this is but i feel like <laughs> a true tribute to the power of disco <laughs> If you're good enough at disco, if you're fast enough on the dance floor, as Nick's dad says, maybe you'll escape getting killed. Um, because I love how disc, uh, disco, I, I'm calling Nick disco. <laughs> oh no. I love how the character of disco. Uh, <laughs> Listen, disco is actually one of the main characters of this film in the same way as, you know, New York is a character in Taxi Driver. Disco is a character in Prom Night. I was going to say, I love how Nick somehow gets like a redemption arc just by being like Jamie Lee Curtis's boyfriend and also like good at disco. That tracks. I don't see what the issue is. That's his whole redemption. By not answering the phone and being fast on the dance floor, he's saved. He's like, fine. Yeah, being nice nice to Jamie Lee Curtis and being fast on the disco floor. Yep, tracks. You win, you win. Having an inside joke with your dad about dancing and whatever, um, kind of rebuffing Wendy's like the slutty Wendy's. Um, I love that she's wearing a really she's wearing a really cool dress, but all like yeah, her slutty dress. Um, Bless uh, Wendy, she's just obsessed with a guy who doesn't want her. We've all been Wendy. We've she all really been Wendy. wants to get back get back with him, and he in that conversation the whole way. She he does to be fair to Nick, he does go like I'm just I don't want to get back with you. I'm not interested. Let it go. But then he's like sitting at the prom, letting her pour at him. Like she's like literally like got a hand on like all of his collar and his chest. And he's just sitting there being like, oh, like looking mildly annoyed. But he could get up. But he's just like, no, nah, I'm gonna sit here and let this happen. Okay, so okay, to be fair, Nick is very good. Well, he's moderately good on the dance floor, but he does not have the much of a personality. Aside from that. Oh no, he's aggressively average. Like it's <laughs> I'm like, what's happening in the boy situation in your school that he is like the guy mm. is just I I don't know what's going on there, but like the he's just the guy. He's just, you know, the hottest guy that ever lived, apparently. Um and like Wendy's really hot, so you're just like, you can do better, Wendy, like for real, like you can do a lot better than this. You're fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I love you. Earlier, you called it dance horror as yes. well, and I thought you said dance whore, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, who's Dan? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> which one's Dan? <laughs> I'm just adding characters. I was like, disco's a character. Dan's in there somewhere. Dan's whore. Uh, <laughs> oh my like, god. <laughs> Like, yeah, this no. one is kind of dance hall. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I just accepted it. I was like, uh huh, yep, 
Oh my god, okay, I need to enunciate a lot better. I just need to listen. (laughs) So before we move in, I think we're like primed and giggling, which is the exact right mood for student bodies. (laughs) But (laughs) shall we move on to that film? Sure. It's me, the heavy breather from every horror film you've ever seen. You know me. First, I terrorize my victim by the telephone. For this movie, I want something very frightening and deadly. Ah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to ask you to summarize it because <laughs> I don't couldn't. think I, I don't think anyone could. Oh, actually, you know what? I can. So, oh, please. So, student bodies is t- is um is to prom night and Halloween as um. Uh, scary movie is to scream and i know what you did last summer essentially perfect. yeah perfect i okay so i'm gonna confess i had not seen this film before neither did i and i was very surprised <laughs> yep 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 just even from the outset i was like oh this is not what i think it's going to be is it this is um this is weird and you know what's funny about it is that leslie nielsen was in prom night yes and then you kind of it feels like leslie nielsen should be (laughs) in student bodies and i'm just like it's really weird that he's not in this but he's in the other one um but yeah it started like from the off it's like this is this is weird uh this is very much a like a comedy of about horror films It's, it's a spoof yeah but did you, okay so i know that's like sometimes spoof films are a lot of people don't like them i've always had a soft spot for them very often i've actually seen the spoof films before i've seen the actual film <laughs> like i saw hot shots and hot shots part two before i ever saw oh, top gun <laughs> because they're incredible yeah. um the hot shots films are amazing are you like a fan of spoof films when they're done well, there was an era when they were just being done. Like, they were so silly. Mm. Like, even like Police Academy. I loved Police Academy. Some of them are hard to watch now because obviously a lot of it relies on like quite sexist and like weird yeah. things. But like Hot Shots, me and my brother would hot, like watch Hot Shots, I don't know how many times. Absolutely thought it was one of the funniest things we've ever seen. Love Naked Gun. I love the scary movie films. Um, mm-hmm. th- when spoofs are done well, I think they're, you know they're a great thing because and it, but I think I guess it relies on a cultural language that it's harder to do now mm-hmm. whereas like scary movie felt like kind of the last time where it's like everyone would have seen these same slasher movies and understand mm-hmm. all these references um and I guess at the time of student bodies it would have been the same thing Halloween would have been out yeah prom night would have been out Friday the 13th massive right. success so there's all these tropes that everyone's aware of everyone would have been seeing those films so it was like 
ripe for being like made fun of and it has all the same things that we kind of associate with spoofs now Mm. I just I guess I didn't know it happened then I was like oh you know you're like oh you suddenly realize like nothing is new yeah like this has always been a thing that was that they people did um and they even and I love that so and Jamie Lee Curtis is like the Nev Campbell of the time like yes where it, there's at the beginning, it's literally like set on, they set the time as Halloween, Friday the 13th and Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday, um, which is really funny, <laughs> which is, that is funny. I was like, yeah, that, you know, sure. Um, so the thing that like actually really surprised me once I realized very quickly on that this is a spoof, I I was like, oh, wait, but this is actually funny this is funny in 2021 i was taking notes of the of like some of the lines which were actually making me laugh and there's like there's good like the the whole spoof of the phone call at the beginning oh my god um where she's just like so unfazed by someone calling up and like heavy breathing down the phone Mm. um and um the the principal being like it's the day of prom and the day of the big parade and the day of the big big football game and the day of the big funeral. I was like, this is fun. That's funny. <laughs> like that everything's happening on this day. Um, it's really and the whole I think of like yeah, all the dirty teenagers like having sex. They're like yeah, let's go have sex. And, and then the one teenager like, who's like everything makes them hot is like funerals make me hot. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just all the guys being like, oh, come on, like, let's just do it, like, right now. And these, like, really gross places that aren't, don't make sense to do it right now. Um, I don't think I'll ever get Horsehead Bookends out of my head, ever. Um, they say it so many times, I film Horsehead Bookends, Horsehead Bookends. And I'm just like, yeah, Horsehead Bookends. I don't really know. I just don't, it's just in my head now. But, um, yeah, there are some parts that are really, like, even the cast of adult characters are Mm. really spoofed of like they're really like oh the matronly like sour like lady who works at the school and the principal who's like a bit weird and like a teacher who's a bit pervy and I don't know it's really silly it's I mean to the point where like there's the unlock door thing where like they're like have like a little arrow being like unlocked unlocked like yeah I loved the the signs on the screen. So they keep like a death count as people start getting murdered. And there's yeah. like death count one. And the sign of the door is like unlocked, important plot point. And yeah. then further on, there's like death count still, you know, whatever, 11 or whatever. This one doesn't count because they weren't murdered by the killer. And yeah. I, I, I'm such a sucker for that shit. Like I genuinely yeah. love it. It's like, this is funny. This is funny, especially because we've been rewatching um, Sasha films, like the original ones for the series. Watching this now, I'm like, this is actually fucking hilarious. Yes, yeah. nothing is All new, but that... oh and God. even the parents coming. So there starts with the babysitter. And she's, you know, invited her boyfriend around and all that stuff. But then she's, her and her boyfriend get murdered. They're the first victims. Mm-hmm. And the family comes home and the the mum starts screaming because she's like, because oh, she hasn't done the washing up. She hasn't washed yes. one plate for 75 cents an hour. Like, and it's like this whole running joke of how little they're paying her. She, she hasn't washed up. She hasn't done all these things. Um, And she takes her really long. And then when she finds the body, she's like, nonplussed about it yeah um and i love that she gives the the, the girl's mum the money she owes her but she she makes it down to she, i paid her 65 cents now so here's what i owed her and i'm like this is like a <laughs> they found it managed to fit in how little babysitters are paid for the responsibility they have <laughs> as well in this film but like um it's and even you know what i love which yeah. if you listen to the first 
one of this new season about how I loved Leatherface having a moment to himself. What I loved about the spoof was the running monologue of the killer. (laughs) Of him being tired and him being like, oh, all these stares. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, I had to pick a jogger for fuck's sake. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my God, oh, the stairs, the stairs, oh, for crying out loud. I'm like, I love that we got this. <laughs> I love that he's like heavy breathing a lot of the time because he's tired. And when he's like, why do they always run for me? And he's like, oh, because I'm wearing galoshes. And that just like gives me away straight away. And I'm just like, I'm really, I'm enjoying this inner monologue. I'm enjoying this, like him being kind of annoyed that he's picked annoying people to kill because it's a lot of effort for him. Um, I thoroughly like that. <laughs> I, I was like, that. yeah, yeah, it is exhausting. <laughs> it is, you're right, you are tired. There's a lot of stairs. Like, why do they always go upstairs? You're right, you're right. And the gum, he's like, annoyed. He, he gets stuck in gum and he's like, oh, for crying out loud. Um, so I particularly felt like very <laughs> vindicated. I was like, yes, more of this. <laughs> How does a killer feel about the work he has? It's a lot of work murdering all these people. Yeah, I and mean, you um, know what? We never get a training montage for the killer. We don't. And we should. We should. We should. I like, mean, clearly we, they need to like do some cardio. What did he do <laughs> to get into this? Yeah. <laughs> what did he have to do to get there? And there's a girl who's like the virgin. She wears like a little badge like that's yeah. like about how she doesn't want to have sex and like everyone's really suspicious of her because of it. Everyone's like, oh, fucking weirdo over there that doesn't like doing it. Um, and and what she's like, she, and there's one part where there's, she's like, the doctor says, I guess I got swine flu from sex, like repressed sexual, like. Yes. <laughs> one, of, oh. one of my favorite moments as well is like when the, um, there's a mean girl who takes the parking, the handicapped parking spot in front of yeah. two, uh, like a, a, I think he's a a student a who's blind in, guy and a student in a wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. And, and she and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And she gets out of the car and like, "Great physical beauty can be a handicap too." I know. <laughs> <laughs> and she just says it like, "Yeah, you know, just that's how it is. That's just like, uh, it's so." Uh, it's just every time, you know, when they, like every, there's not a moment where they haven't taken an opportunity to be like, it's going to be silly, guys. Mm. It's never going to not be silly. And there is like, so for the most part, it's like um, spoofy fun. And then you get to points where you're like, ah, oh, but it is set in a certain time where there is just like overt racism in it also. So you get to like, there's a student who is from a country in Africa and he turns up in like, like a dashiki and, and, he's literally he's like i bust in the bus has just got here from like somewhere in africa and um there's a bit where he's literally holding a spear he gets murdered like kind of cons- like kind of in the background there's a black couple who are like about to do it who get murdered with an aubergine like which is what eggplant is like a mm-hmm. was used like i think specifically by italian americans was used as like a racially like you know like a as like a, a, a what's it called a uh, uh, what was that word when you call someone a, a slur? <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. Oh. I was like, what's it called? <laughs> um, so I it was used like 
Yeah, so eggplant is like a ra- was like a racial slur. Oh, so that's why he's like, oh, what do I use? What do you use? And it's like an eggplant. And that's why she's like, oh my god, an eggplant. And you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so there's like a weird thing where you're like, oh, there are people like sla- like slapping their thigh, like laughing to this like joke, which is just actually really offensive. Um, and it's so weird because it's just kind of slotted in, mm. and it didn't even need to be in there. They've just been like, hey, let's have like a weird racist joke. Um, so it's like there's things about its time where you're like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. But um for the most part, they actually considering how many there could be, I mean I mean it's like I the bar is the, yeah. the bar has like been completely obliterated if we yeah. if we're just saying like, oh, you know, it could they be it could have been like, worse. It could have been more racist. Two racist jokes. So you know. Um <laughs> and I think o- I only know that like from another film. I can't remember what film I know mm. that that's a racist because it, it never made it over here. So I think even if you're watching it now here, you wouldn't even know that was racist. Mm. But I was like, it's of it's like a very specific time. And what is that film with? It's got um, what's his face in it? Uh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, and where he plays like a mafia guy. Uh, oh uh, the king of new york is it yeah maybe it is and he does a whole monologue about your part eggplant which is like basically he's like if we kill someone he's talking about how they're part mm-hmm. black um because they're att- I, don't, I can't remember what film it is but he does a whole speech about it but that's the only reason i know that was a slur because i had to look it up when i watched mm-hmm. that film um but yeah so like there's a weird part which is like a weird obscure like thing in it um but i feel like you could literally cut those bits out like those parts of the film are so not and nothing mm-hmm. you could just lift those out and just make that a spoof and it wouldn't take away from the story it wouldn't take away and i'm like i i want someone to do an edit <laughs> cuz you could just take those parts out it doesn't take away from the story they're just like jokes where they've been like let's do a racist joke now yeah, they're, um, they're bad jokes that actually yeah, add that nothing to the film. Yeah, that don't have anything to do with anything. Mm. So you could just like, and if you took those parts out, it would still, it would actually just be like a funny spoof film without mm. any of that uncomfortable weirdness. Mm. Um, and it's weird because it's like, none of the jokes are that serious. There's literally like fart jokes and like, I don't know, it's all these like really silly jokes and then you're like, there's something that's like actually quite dark <laughs> about slotting a racist joke in it. You're like... There's literally like these dumb jokes in this whole thing. And this is the only one that's like a bit off. Um, Not a bit off, like incredibly off. Mm -hmm. So you're like, um, it's quite weird. And it's the only thing that means it can't really stand the test of time in the way that it could have done without, which is why I think I'm going to start a petition (laughs) to edit those parts out whenever you're screening them. Um, (laughs) They're unneeded, don't need them. Uh, yeah, because it's just, it's just kind of, it kind of takes you out of it. It's quite jarring. Yeah. Because up until then, it's just been really silly, like fun jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, and it's, it's so easy to miss as well. Like there's, uh, yeah, it's weird. It's a weird one because it's like, it's not even like a racial slur that I think is widely, was ever widely used. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it sounds put- like very culturally and, and specific to a particular moment. Yeah. To a time, to a moment, like yeah. when everyone would know what that was. But I'm just like mm. now, it's it's not even anything. But um, but yeah, it's um, and you, it, like I said, 
most like when you watch like police academy and stuff it's full of stuff like that yeah there are so many jokes you're like oh man like good god <laughs> i cannot believe this is just like in a film that's essentially like a family like comedy mm-hmm. like spoofy like fun film that's meant to be like not not that serious you're like oh so much racism so <laughs> so i think it's also just it's hard to watch those films now. Mm-hmm. What the stuff that, and even if you look at comedians of the time and stuff like that, the stuff that they were allowed to say mm-hmm. in like their clean set mm-hmm. is like, wow, like this is, you're seeing people who look like a mum and dad who's gone for a lovely night out, like absolutely yucking it up at this guy making like incredibly racist jokes. Like that was completely normal, mm-hmm. which is just an odd, an odd era to have be making any kind of comedy in because mm-hmm. no one would have batted an eye at it. No one would have even been like, thought anything of it. They would have just been like, yeah, of course. Um, which is an odd like thing to, I don't know. But, that is yeah, weird. So let's, let's start the petition to recut student bodies, take out the racism. Take out, you can just pluck those scenes right out. And it's the same, in the same way, like me and Anna, we basically saw... Um, uh, showgirls recently, and in, in the same way they don't show the horrific rape scene, yes. it's like yeah, just just plug that out. We don't need to see that again ever. Um, in these films, it just feels like you could just you would never even know. In the same way, they pluck out the racism from Agatha Christie books and never tell anyone about them. You could do the same with this, and we can just pretend it never happened. They just like pluck those babies right out of there. Everyone's like. And she gets to be a, like a beloved treasure. <laughs> and you know what? In a spoof film, it's easier than with any other. Easier even than with electricity. E- yeah, because none not of like, the jokes are interconnected, really. No, and you're not you're not massively concerned with plot, mm-hmm. like really. So it's like you could very easily like. And there's literally like, and once you get past those scenes, there's funny like there's a funny corpse farting scene. Um, there's like loads of funny lines after that, but it's weird when you have to get past that scene to get to like the rest of the film. Mm. You're like, oh, <laughs> that's yeah. disappointed me. If you like films like Airplane mm-hmm. and Hot Shots or Naked Gun, you'll like that. You'll like this film. Like it's just so mm-hmm. silly. And it literally there's not, there's every opportunity to do something silly. They're like, here's a silly thing um they've just not thrown any idea out they're like and then maybe this happens like yeah put it in there like just everything that silly could that could happen does happen there's a bit which i love mm-hmm. where the couple goes under the bleachers to do it <laughs> yes. and there's just constant trash yes. just falling through the and i was like yeah because under the beaches would actually be really dirty and he goes off to get a broom he's like the best broom and blanket money can buy <laughs> because he's just like and they even make a joke right which i'm guessing is from prom night where the killer's like what's around what can i use to murder with it's always like these random items that he's using to kill people with mm-hmm. because he hasn't got one murder weapon i was like this must be to do with prom night because I love it. It's just like, what what can I use? It's just like an eraser or a horse head bookend or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like got every plan, but like what I'm going to use to murder with. So I do like that, like that it comes directly from that. Um, and that the people don't notice that anyone's murdered as well. Like takes everyone, the guys who come back to find their murdered girlfriend, it takes them a really long time to notice 
that their girlfriend's like very clearly dead but yeah but the bleacher scene was like hilarious because like it was just constant like literal constant trash just falling (laughs) through the bleachers and I'm just like yeah I feel like it would be dirty under there why does everyone think under the bleachers a good place to have sex um (laughs) when everyone's eating snacks and like I don't know (laughs) oh my goodness I mean, I think we've probably spoken about student bodies more than anyone has spoken about student bodies since it was made. Since it literally came out. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just, you'd have to, and it's such a weird film because like you have to watch a certain like number of films to even like, to to get a lot of the things. Like I get like, there's lots of slasher things. But I was like, mm-hmm. you have to watch Prom Night, you have to watch Halloween, you have to watch Friday the 13th. Yeah, it makes to- sense. It It is funny um with the caveat it is funny like if you wonder if you know that era of slashers like then it yeah. makes sense then it's funny like those and it's it's worth watching it right after you watch one or two of those films like watching it right after prom night definitely added to it <laughs> yes. like i was like this is even funnier because i've just watched this film yeah um and it's just yeah it's really silly but yeah and you're waiting for Leslie Nelson to pop up and he doesn't it's very weird very jarring (laughs) it would have actually been so funny if he popped up straight after making prom night as well yeah it would have been great Mm. (laughs) but like yeah it's just it just reminds me of Leslie Nelson without him actually being in it yes yes he's there in spirit (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um yeah I, I liked a lot of things about it I just want those scenes to be like like just plucked out we're starting a petition right now. Uh, let's make student bodies not racist and just funny. And just funny. Going to write my congressman and be like, <laughs> this should be priority number one. Um, so the more people can enjoy this uh, silly film. <laughs> um, Isara, thank you so much for thank you. This- <laughs> Again, an amazing episode. <laughs> We're just laughing most of the time. Um, And where can people find more of your work? What have you been up to? I am, as always, writing my monthly column for Final Girls and Bloody Women, um, which is called Bloody Perfect. The most recent one has just come out. It's about Pan's Labyrinth. It's Mm -hmm. really fun. Um, You can follow me on Twitter, which is at Azara underscore BB, or Instagram, which is at Azarasaurus. And um, yeah, I'm writing stuff always um it's halloween month i love that everyone just claimed the month now we're like it's halloween the whole month yes um so i'm sure there'll be some other stuff coming out that i'm writing or doing but you can follow me on twitter and it will all be there but yeah amazing thank you so much thank you that was so much fun as usual (laughs) 